This is the Do It Scared podcast with Ruth Sukup, episode number 76. On today's first ever Get Ruthed coaching episode, we're talking to Barb Hudson, the founder of Making It Home, about finding your voice, daring to lean into controversy, and staying focused on your biggest goal. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and each week on the show, we will talk about how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and create a life you love. Today's episode was brought to you by Elite Blog Academy, our online program that teaches you step-by-step how to build a successful, profitable, and sustainable online business. Whether you already have a business or you're just thinking about starting one, EBA provides a comprehensive and proven approach to refining your message, growing your audience, and generating a sustainable revenue. With more than 11,000 students in 60 countries worldwide, we know exactly what works and what doesn't. And our goal is to help you create a business that you love. If you are interested in finding out more, we invite you to join our free training just for podcast listeners at doitscared.com slash EBA. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash EBA. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. As always, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I'm the founder of Living Well Spending Less and the Living Well Planner, as well as the founder of Elite Blog Academy and the New York Times bestselling author of six books, including my newest book, Do It Scared. In today's episode, which I am so, so, so excited about, we are doing something brand spanking new. Instead of interviewing an outside guest, I'm actually going to be hosting a one-on-one coaching session with one of my students at Elite Blog Academy, and you get to listen in on all of the tough love. And let me tell you guys, this one is a doozy. I might even yell a little bit, so prepare yourselves. Seriously, though, coaching other online business owners is actually one of my very favorite things to do in my business. Even so, I had never once thought of making it a part of this podcast until it was actually suggested by a few members of the business mastermind group that I coach who said that people needed to hear more of the real Ruth. That's what they called it. The one that's full of tough love, lots of laughs, and lots of honest feedback, sometimes even brutally so. My masterminders even have a name for that honest feedback. They call it getting Ruthed. And so I thought, what better name for this new segment of the podcast? Get Ruthed. And just for the record, since this is something completely new, I would actually love to get your honest feedback. So please feel free to send me an email or a message on Instagram just to let me know what you think. Today, in this very first Get Ruthed coaching session, we're talking to Barb Hudson, Barb is the founder of Making It Home, and her fledgling business is focused on helping women embrace homemaking, homesteading, and a more traditional lifestyle. It's a topic that can actually sometimes be a little bit controversial, and though Barb's online business is still in its very early stages, she's written a few articles that have generated a lot of attention and a lot of criticism, which has sometimes been hard to know how to deal with. 
At the moment, her business is generating very little income, and she currently spends most of her time creating new content for her blog and YouTube channel, as well as, in her own words, too much time on the technical side. Right now, she really needs help with refining her message and finding her voice, as well as learning how to stay focused on the activities that are going to make the biggest difference in her business and get her earning more money sooner. Something we can probably all relate to. We're going to dive into Barb's business in just a second, but before we do, I want to make sure that you know that you can download the show notes for this episode along with links to everything we're going to be talking about by visiting doitscared.com slash episode 76. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode 76. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to head over to doitscared.com to take our free fear assessment to find out exactly how fear might be showing up in your life and potentially holding you back, as well as to discover exactly what you can do about it. And then while you're there, remember that you can also sign up for our free business training masterclass at doitscare.com EBA. All right, guys, without further ado, let's see what we can do to help Barb find her voice and her focus. Hey, Barb. Thanks for being here today. I'm excited to dive into your business. Hi. Thanks for having me, Ruth. Are you ready for this? Yeah, as ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you you seem a little bit nervous. Just a tad. Just a little bit. It's, it's, you know, having your blog looked at and then kind of having the truth revealed and basically – you know, when whenever you get any kind of critique, it, it can be a little hard and you have to try and not take it personally. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm not I'm not super mean. We've met we've actually met before in person. Yes. We came to a meetup up in the Seattle area, which was really fun to get to meet you in person. And I'll say I'm direct, right? Yes. Say that about me. Direct yes. but not mean. Yes. <laughs> you do it out of love. Let's say that. <laughs> it is very much out of love. Yes. It's very much out of love. So I'm excited actually to help make some hopeful, hopefully corrections that are, that are maybe holding you back a little bit and talk about all those things. But why don't we just start with kind of an overview of what, what you are about, what your blog is about, and where your areas of struggle are right now. My blog is Making It Home, and it's basically, it's kind of a it's kind of hard to explain sometimes, but I struggled with being a homemaker and in this day and age and dealing with my own personal struggle of being either a educated working woman or just being what I wanted to be, which was a full-time homemaker raising my daughter. And I caught a lot of, of flack for that from many people because I was a really good student and people felt like I was wasting my energy. So I wanted to have a blog where families and women could go and feel safe and able to have that choice and not feel judged for it and to just kind of learn how to nurture their home and make things simple and learn how to have a healthier home. So we cover topics like homemaking, homesteading, you know, just simple living and healthy eating. Gotcha. The things I struggle with right now is I'm taking EBA and I started back in 2018 and right now I'm sitting waiting for the thousand subscribers 
and I've done a lot of right things, but there's still some lag that's happening and I'm trying to figure out where it's at. Okay. So you don't have your thousand subscribers yet, which in EBA, that's the threshold that we set for before you can launch your first product. We want you to have a thousand subscribers that you have some, you're able to get some momentum. So I'm curious with your, you know, with your business, what, when you started this as a business, because this is, this is not a hobby for you. You want this to be a full-time business, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) I want to be able to retire my husband just like you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's a very good goal. And my husband will tell you that's a very good goal. (laughs) So with that, how do you foresee this being an actual business because I, it sounds like from what you were saying, you want to have a place where women can come, they can get help with stuff. Do you foresee it being more of a community aspect to it or do you foresee it being a lot of different online courses or products to sell or how, how have you thought through the monetization piece? Do you, do you know that yet or is that something that you're still working on? Um, I've thought about it. I've actually been working on it with my husband. He helps me kind of, he's my sounding board. Um, I want, right now we've kind of thrown around a couple of different ideas. I want to do online courses because like you, my favorite thing to do is to coach people and to teach people and I'm good at it. And I want to be able to help, you know, those homemakers who are young, who grew up in homes with mothers that worked full time. So they didn't get the homemaking skills that like our mothers or grandmothers got. So we wanted to do like online courses through Teachable. I've also really, really contemplated writing a book. Um, I have it in me. I can feel it. (laughs) So we've kind of thrown around a couple ideas. We've looked into doing like a anti-meal planning product. So yeah, like healthy meals that are quick that you don't have to plan. You can just whip it up real quick. And we also thought about, we actually worked through a whole outline for Home Mech 101 for a new generation. So learning all the skills that you would need, like, you know, canning and uh, right. How to clean Skills things that properly. That they yeah. don't teach anymore. Exactly. And that and was, school. yeah, and that was the motivation was they don't have home ec in school anymore. And usually it's, it's kind so of phased sad. out. So yeah. Sad. And that's why a lot of young adults don't have homemaking skills. skills. They don't. Life yeah. skills. Basic yeah. adulting 101. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I gotcha. I, I, I can go with that. But first I want to have a little more, um, a little more info about where you're currently at. So give me some numbers. How big is your audience? Uh, How much traffic are you getting to the blog? What's your email list at right now? How is your audience broken up? I think you have a YouTube channel, right? How many people do you have there? How many videos are you doing? How many blog posts? I need to know all the, all the stats. Okay. And you're going to yell at me. Uh oh. <laughs> I took, I took I kind of. Yell. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be like, Barb, you know better. <laughs> sometimes I yell, but sometimes I, that's not true. I do yell, I, but I'll try not to yell <laughs> this early in the, in the episode. <laughs> yeah. So I took a break a little bit this summer to start up my YouTube channel. And so I didn't, I think it was a month, I didn't write any blog posts. I wrote, I usually write a blog post a week 
And I know I should be doing more, but for me, it's writing is a huge process. I started out as a creative writer since I was very young. And then I got burnt out when I was in college writing essays and scientific papers and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a struggle for me because switching from essay form writing to blog writing is so different. So it was kind of a hard thing for me to transition, but I'm getting way better at it. So yeah, I currently am writing one blog post a week. I have just hit this week 610 subscribers, which is pretty amazing because at the beginning of the year, I was only at 200. So I am seeing a different pattern of growth after the last year. I, on YouTube, started that actively doing videos, I think it was April, and I do one video a week at the same time. I upload it at the same time every week. And we have so far 123 subscribers on there. And I'm getting some good traffic to that. On our blog, our, and this is one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about. I am getting on average, I want to say 150 to 200 views a day, which is not a lot. Okay. I, I did have a viral post like a couple weeks ago. And I, I hit, I want to say I hit 1,000 at its peak visitors okay. to the to yeah so what are what are you averaging for your monthly unique visitors oh that's a good question um let me i think okay i applied to monumetric and i think that was because of the boost in my traffic so i'm not sure about page views or my page views were ten thousand. i want to say is the average a month okay um but visitors I'm not 100% certain. It's in my stats and I have them. Do you want me to check it real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, it looks like I'm getting about 7,000. 7,000 unique visitors per month. Per, in the last 30 days is what in I've got. the last 30 days. Okay. So if you are getting a 1% conversion rate on those, do you know what your on-site conversion rate is? No, I don't. I know that I'm averaging, I'm averaging about, uh, on a good week, about four subscribers a day. Four subscribers a day. So four times 30 would be 120. So you're getting about one and a half percent on-site conversion rate from your traffic that you're currently getting. So I would definitely say that you need to work on that, especially when you're with with lower traffic, the lower your traffic, the higher your conversion rate should be. Mm-hmm. And I was on, I peeked on your site before we hopped on here and I can tell you that you're definitely not maximizing your opportunities for increasing that conversion rate. So getting more subscribers to your, to your site. All I saw was like a sidebar ad. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, for your, for your lead magnet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I didn't look in your post. I'm not sure what you're putting in your post, but it seems like there's a lot of missed opportunities right now for what you can for how you can get more people who are coming to your site to start to opt in and actually become subscribers. I do have the opt-in on every one of my posts. So it's also so it's when you go to a post it's in the sidebar and then it's down at the bottom. And I try to put in a lead magnet like specific to a post for each post. So like if I had a canning post I'd have a you know like an opt-in for canning. But it's down at the bottom or yeah. in the sidebar. Which yeah. Do you know what percentage of your traffic is mobile? Um, the majority of it. <laughs> <laughs> of 
<laughs> I know the vagina. So, let's think about this. So it's down at the bottom. <laughs> so how do you think those are converting? Yeah. If they're in the sidebar, which doesn't show up in mobile, or way down at the bottom of the post. So you have a lot of, like, this is low-hanging fruit right here, is okay. fixing fixing your on-site conversion rate. That's something that should happen. I mean, you should get off this call with me today and start working on that immediately because that's, that's low hanging fruit. There's no point in growing your traffic and your traffic does need to go up. You need, you need to start working on growing your traffic. And you know what I'm going to tell you? That's probably why you thought I was going to yell at you, right? Because you know (laughs) what I'm going to tell you about having to grow your traffic. Yeah. Content. (laughs) You need more content. Yeah. 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 So the problem right now is that you are splitting your attention between YouTube and your blog. So you either need to find a way to combine those, but even on YouTube, you're not producing enough content. So you're, you're dividing your attention by doing some YouTube and some blog posts, but you're not getting traction in either area. And that's a problem. That's, and that happens all the time. I see this all the time. People are, you know, you want to grow your traffic. And so you think you should be in all the places doing all the things, but there's only so many hours in the day. So you do a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here, hoping that's going to add up to something. Right. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't actually add it up to something because you can't get enough momentum in the one thing to actually really start to see the traction and see the, see that focus paying off. Mm -hmm. You need to get focused. (laughs) that's so funny that you say that because yesterday was uh, focus 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 was the word it was like I kept seeing it everywhere because I would sit down for a minute start working and then I would get up and start wandering around the house and doing stuff and I could not focus (laughs) at all and why do you think that is I honestly feel like you know how my archetype which (laughs) my fear What what is your archetype I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> procrastinator. All right. It's Got it. Not necessarily because I'm afraid of failure. For me, I've discovered I'm afraid of success because I'm afraid of the accountability that comes with that success and then the more work and the more, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's. So you're right. sabotage at this point? I think so. I think so. I'm scared. <laughs> Okay. I'm not going to, you don't, I mean, this is the do it scared podcast that we're recording right now. So that, that answer is probably not going to (laughs) fly. I know. You don't get to not do something because you're scared. You have to, you, that's the reason that you have to do something is when you're scared. That's, that's that internal thing telling you like, oh my gosh, this is something that I actually want to go for. And so if that self-sabotage is coming into play, you got to do something about that. Yeah. That the only, the only, the only cure for that is action is being able to take action and being able to say, okay, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to not self-sabotage. I'm going to take action, move forward and, and actually make a plan and stick to it. So it doesn't sound like you have much of a plan right now. No, it's kind of just throwing spaghetti wildly everywhere and not really having any focus on one specific thing. And I, I don't know, I think it has a lot to do with just 
when you, because I've been doing this for a year and a half and I, I, you know, I, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get in trouble, but I see other people around me who started the same time I did and they're farther than I am. And it's, you know, it is frustrating, but I also take it as motivation. But yeah, it's, it's about, yeah, it's about focus and not, you know, feeling like I'm putting myself, you know, spreading myself really thin. So, yeah. (laughs) And I think, I don't know, do you think I should possibly just put YouTube on hold until I've gotten to where I need to be with my blog? Well, I think you should put one or the other on hold. I, I definitely think that you should put one or the other on hold. I think you need to decide which one you're getting the best response to. Here's the, here's the deal. You throwing spaghetti against the wall only works if you're stopping long enough to pay attention to what's working. Mm-hmm. And right now you're throwing so wildly all over the place that it doesn't really matter what you're doing or whether or not it's sticking because you're already moving on to the next thing. And so unless you are actually like throwing something and then going, okay, what happened? Analyzing it, picking it apart, saying, did this work? Did this not work? Right now you have a traffic problem. You also have an on-site conversion problem, but then so you've got both because you need to improve your on-site conversion. You do have some people coming, but very few of them are opting in. Mm -hmm. But you need more than 150 views a day if you want to get to where you want to go, especially if that means, you know, you, you're going to have courses if, and you want to have your baby seed lunch. I think you have great potential for the things that you could help people with. But those products, you're not selling $1,000 courses. Mm-hmm. These yeah. homemaking products are going to be generally in the lower lower price range between yeah. you know, 50 to maybe there'll be somewhere in that kind of range, which is great. You can make a great living off of selling products in the 50 to $300 range, but, and you'll probably even have some lower price products than that. But in order to make a great living off of that, you have to have volume. So Mm -hmm. if you have a $2,000 course or a $5,000 consulting package or something like that, you don't have to have very many clients. You could get away with 150 people coming to your site a day and four people opting in a day because you only need one of them to become a customer every month in order to make a decent living. Mm -hmm. You don't have the luxury of that. So you have to go for volume. And that means that right now your focus needs to be on getting more traffic and getting more people on your email list. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel, I feel like the way that you're self-sabotaging yourself is that you know this. I mean, you're in EBA, you attend my office hours, you came to a meetup, you met me in person. (laughs) So you probably hear me say this on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And yet you're not doing it. You're only posting one time a week. You decided to start a YouTube channel, even though you were only having the bandwidth to post one time a week. So I guess I just want to dig a little deeper there and ask you why, like, do you, what's your why here? And do you really want this? That is the good question. I think I really, I really have, like you said, it's really all about focus with me. And the reason I started the YouTube channel was because it's really a lot easier for me to just video myself and edit. I've learned how to communicate over video, my ideas, but I also love writing. It's just, it's so much more difficult for me. My why 
for doing this is because I'm about to get real here. And I'm going to, I'm going to try not to choke up or tear up or any of that, but it's still very difficult. My husband and I have struggled our entire married life, like paycheck to paycheck struggled. And I have been trying to find what, what brings me joy, what brings me passion and helping people and, you know, coaching people and teaching people how they can, you know, do better with their life and not regret, may have the regrets that I did by not following my, what I really wanted. That's, you know, a big part of it. I want to be able to not, to be completely debt free, not live paycheck to paycheck anymore and to move away from where we live and get a homestead so that my husband can have his dream too because he wants a homestead. I want to be able to work from home and have my blog and the YouTube channel. And our why is to, to basically be making a livable wage where we aren't dependent on anybody. I mean, currently we're actually living in a home that my father owns and this is me being real. I'm poor. I'm really, we're poor. <laughs> I mean, we're not poor, destitute poor, but you know, we, we struggle. We don't get to go out. We don't get to do things. And I just want a normal life where when my friend says, Hey, let's go up to a, a restaurant up, you know, in Bellingham or whatever, then I can say, yeah, sure, let's go. And right now I can't do that. I, we don't eat out anymore. We're following, you know, financial peace university. So we're driving a really cruddy car. So I just want to have a life where I'm comfortable. I don't want to be rich or whatever. I just, I just want to be comfortable <laughs> and I want to help people in the process. And that's, this is my why. And I think the reason I'm so scared is because here's, here's the root of it. How can I help another person have a comfortable, successful life and this homemaking dream of one income family and be comfortable if I haven't even, you know, achieved that yet? And that's, that's where it's at. <laughs> ah, so you've got major imposter syndrome happening. Yes. That you think you need to be the expert yeah. and that you need to be guiding people, but you haven't done this to, to your done this yourself. You haven't proven, you haven't proven the path, but you can't prove the path without growing your business first. Exactly. Yep. I gotcha. <laughs> so do you feel, do you, cause that's a very compelling why. And I can tell like when you say that, I can tell how much that means to you and that how that much you're thinking about that every single day. And yet you're still sabotaging yourself. And yeah. because if you want that, if you want that so bad that you can taste it, if you're thinking about that every single day, then you should be getting up an hour earlier to write those blog posts that you find any way possible to get three blog posts done a week and that you are paying attention to what's working and doing more of what's working and less of what's not working, that you are getting, you're doing a video every day for 30 days in order to grow your YouTube channel because you know that you've seen that work for other people and that could work for you too. You're doing all the things. You are finding superhuman effort to do all these things that you need to do in order to get to that goal. I mean, if you follow Dave Ramsey, what does Dave Ramsey say about getting out of debt? Live like no one else 
so that later you can live like no one else, right? And you probably say that to yourself all the time. And you, it, because and I remember we did Dave Ramsey, we were gazelles, me and my husband, we were so excited about it. And we would say that all the time, live like no one else so that we later we can live like no one else. We did a two month spending freeze, like two months in a row where we did zero extraneous expenses. And we would say that to ourselves every day and when, it, when it sucked. Mm-hmm. And the same thing applies for your growing your business. You work like no one else so that later you can live like no one else. You don't let anybody else work harder than you. You be the person that does a little bit more, is constantly figuring it out, figuring it out, figuring it out, figuring it out. You want to retire your husband? That's what I had to do. I got up, I had two little kids at home when I grew my business and I would get up at two o'clock in the morning sometimes, a lot of times, more than once a week, two o'clock in the morning. That was early and sometime, and on a normal day, it was, it was three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning. And even now, even now I have a $5 million company and I get up at 4 a.m. seven days a week. (laughs) I don't stop. I still work like nobody else because I don't want to, I don't want to have anybody be able to say they worked harder than me. I don't ever want to go to bed thinking that I didn't do everything I possibly could. And I don't want you to do that either. You can build a business. You have a lot of good stuff going for you. You've already had a post go viral. You mm-hmm. have great potential. You're, there is something there. If you've had a post go viral, that means there is something in your message that is resonating with people. There is something there. There is great potential. Your site is beautifully designed. Thank it's you. really, really pretty. So you have, a, a, you know, you're good with the technical side of things. You have a lot of great assets in your favor. The biggest thing that's holding you back right now is you. It's you. <laughs> it is. <sighs> I know. <laughs> Let me ask you, do you, do you believe that you deserve that? No. Can you say more about that? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I can do it. (laughs) You got this. You got this. (laughs) I think it's because uh, I'm not trying to make excuses, but over my life it's it's it has a lot to do with um my husband and my relationship and I know I told you a little about about that when I mean we met I we had a because of money problems and because of other things we divorced when we were we'd been married five years and then we got remarried and I feel like I'm punishing myself for past mistakes that, um, but then it doesn't make any sense because my husband and I have a really good marriage now. We we fought and um, I converted to Christianity two years ago. And I think I've just had a lot of baggage where I just don't feel like I deserve anything because there was some stuff that I did when we were first married and divorced that I am not proud of. And a lot of times that still comes back. So, yeah, I just feel like a lot of times I'm, even though I I tried when I converted to repent and, you know, ask for forgiveness and whatnot, it's still there. 
And I, you know, that's where I have a kinship feeling with you is I suffer from depression, clinical depression, and now anxiety now that I'm in my 40s. And so it it's just, yeah, sometimes I feel like I don't deserve the happiness because I have spent my life, not only I screwed up so many years, and now I'm trying to make up for that by taking care of the people that I hurt. So I'm... I'm the oldest daughter in my family and my mom lives like three. My parents live like four blocks from me. So I'm always there for them. And that's the other thing is when I first started doing the blog, my daughter and my mother did not understand that I was working full time. And so they were still, can you come pick me up? Can you take me to work? Can you do this? And just in the last couple of months, I've been able to get them to kind of understand. So I think that's part of it too. And I feel like I'm not there for them now. And if I work double hard, like what I want to do and what you say I should be doing and I know I should be doing, then it's even more of me that's not there for my family. Gotcha. So. And then you feel feel guilty because you're not, because you're not doing it. So you self-sabotage yourself by, by not even making the most of the time that you do have. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) I think acknowledging it is the first step in, in fixing the problem, but you have to, all of that is super understandable. And those are really good reasons to be upset with yourself. First of all, the guilt over your past, what is done is done. And I can tell you this from like, from my own heart, because I have, I understand what it's like to have a lot of stuff in your past that you're not proud of. I certainly can relate to that more than you possibly could ever know. But what is done is done. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you can do is move forward and take take this day. If you have major amends and if you have said if you have said you're sorry, then you need to leave the past in the past because. Every moment that you have from here on out is a fresh start. It's a chance to start over. You have wiped the slate clean. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of all of this. You get to start over. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what has happened in the past. It really doesn't. And if you're punishing yourself for that endlessly, you're not helping anyone. And I know what you, like your best shot at redemption is to make a difference in the lives of other people. And the only way that you can do that is by making your business a success, by working harder than anybody to make it happen. It doesn't happen all by itself. It really doesn't. It doesn't happen without putting in the time and the effort. People think that it does. And yes, we will. We all hear these amazing overnight success stories of people who, boo, it just like happens so fast. Well, guess what? I guarantee that behind the scenes, there was something that that related to what looked like a lot of hard work and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and a lot of trying things that didn't work until they found out what did work because that's always the case. There is no such thing as overnight success. It only comes from working your butt off. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to do too. And you do have to make choices. And I think, I mean, this comes right back down to focus is that if this is your most important goal right now, if, you, if your most important goal is retiring your husband, is having your homestead, is being financially independent so that you can make a difference 
in your own life and your family's life and the lives of your, of your potential readers and customers, if that's your most important goal and if you know why that goal is important to you, then you have to put that goal first. And right now you're not putting that goal first. You're saying it matters to you. You're saying it's important. You're saying that's your big goal. And yet your actions are doing completely the opposite. You are not living consistently with that. You're letting every excuse, and, and it's not that they're not good excuses, but a good excuse is still an excuse. It's still an excuse. You could have the best excuse in the world. You could have cancer, and I would tell you, well, you're making excuses right now because you are. Like you, any excuse out there is still an excuse. It doesn't matter how justifiable. It doesn't matter how great it is. It doesn't matter how understandable it is. I can, I can have sympathy for you and empathy for you and under, understand your plight, but I'm still going to tell you you're making excuses. So what are you going to do to not make excuses? <laughs> start realizing that I'm worth it. My goal is worth it. And the only way that I can, like you said, better be there for my family is if I'm successful and I'm able to be there because I'm not going to be able to do that if I'm still building my business. And I just need to get over myself and, and know that it's worth it. It's, it's worth saying, no, I can't spend time with you today. No, I can't come hang out with you and have a, a glass of wine or whatever. It's, it's worth it. And it's important. It's worth it. And I need to, to be a little selfish now so that I can be less selfish later and just say my time. That's the one thing that I've had a hard time overcoming. And it is getting better. My family is understanding. My friends are more understanding, but they still don't get it because they're not bloggers. They don't understand how this works. They want to, but I need to just say no. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. And, and people don't need to get it. But I, I mean, people still don't understand what the heck I do. <laughs> my friends in real life, they have no idea. My friends are like, what is this podcast thing that you do? <laughs> I mean, they literally have no idea what I do. And that's okay. Like I had people that laughed at me, good friends that were laughing at, I was the butt of everybody's jokes, especially when I started, I blogged about coupons and they thought that that was beneath them. The fact that I was going to the grocery store and making YouTube videos about how to use coupons. And it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. You do have to make those choices. You have to decide that this thing that you want, this goal that you're going for is the most important thing and is the thing that you are going to be willing to make hard choices for because the hard choices will come. They're already coming. They are going to come every single day. If you need to put like motivational posters all over your walls that remind you that you have to make hard choices, if you need to take a screenshot of my picture right now and <laughs> put that up there, having me, having me yell at you. Uh, and here I told you I wasn't going to yell at you. And I am. <laughs> it's okay. I totally went away from that. But whatever you need to do to remind yourself that every single day, you've got to start doing it. And you've also got to start reminding yourself of your why every single day and talk about it. I mean, if it sounds like your husband is very supportive of this goal, so let him be your biggest 
supporter and let him be your biggest cheerleader and let him be your biggest accountability partner. You tell him you push me and you remind me of this why every day. And let's make this a goal that we go do together. You guys are already doing financial peace together. You're already in that gazelle mentality. You're already making sacrifices. This is another one of those sacrifices that you need to make. And then the one thing I think I'm having a hard time with that kind of is part of this whole thing is my avatar. It's because okay. it's, my avatar <laughs> is me and my husband when we were in our thirties, when we were struggling and I was trying to find a way to be a homemaker and work from home or have, you know, and become financially independent. And so it's really hard to get myself back into that mentality and try and figure out what my pain points are. And I did work through, of course, the avatar part of EBA. And I even actually went back for 4.0 and reworked it again. It's just what it's in my notebook. So it's like, should I just do like you have and have a printout with the person's picture and like all of the info and just stick it on my desk or Mm -hmm. to remind me because it's just frustrating when I go to write a blog post, I'm sitting here going, okay, when am I going to write a blog post? But you know, and I have all these great ideas. It's just when I sit down, they just kind of phew, disappear. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say, first of all, do brainstorming sessions. And before you do brainstorming sessions, uh, actually read about your avatar before you do that. So you, um, you have been a guest contributor on Living While Spending Less. So you mm-hmm. have access to our LWSL avatar, Julie. And did you have a chance to read through that? Is that, do you have something similar for your blog? I printed yours out and it's right there. So I have it when, you know, when I'm writing for you, I have it to refer to. Yeah. Stupid because it's like, why am I not doing that with my own avatar? And I would recommend doing that for your own avatar is actually making up a story about about her, your avatar, in a way that really resonates. And I would question, if you're having trouble connecting with her and not knowing exactly how to meet her pain points, I I would question whether or not your avatar might be a little closer to where you are right now or somewhere in between there than what you're actually, what you're actually trying to write for right now. You might be trying, a lot of times our avatar is very much where we're at or where we're at, where we were at a year or two ago, not necessarily where we were at 10 years ago. And that might be more relatable for you. Because the reality is that you're in the thick of it. I mean, that's what you said, right? That's one of the things that you're struggling with most is this imposter syndrome. Who am I to be writing to this person? And I think, I mean, I'll go back to the living while spending less example. When I started writing living while spending less in 2010, I was not a money saving expert. That was not why I started writing that blog. I was a disaster with money at that point. I, my husband and I were fighting all the time about money and I was going to target every day cause I had two little kids and I didn't and too much time on my hands. And so I would go to target because I could put them in the cart and they were happy and they'd eat their cake pop and we'd walk around and end up with all sorts of stuff in our cart. And he, we got into this really big fight one day and finally it was like one of those make it or break it fights, which I'm sure you've experienced. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I knew something had to give. And so I agreed to go on a budget and suddenly I, then I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this time on my hands now that I can't go to Target? That was literally how my business started. So with 
far less noble purposes than you have in mind. So just whenever you feel bad about yourself, keep that in mind. Like it, you don't actually have to be this perfect person in order to help people. But I started writing from a standpoint, and I want you to do this too. I started writing from a standpoint of, here's what I'm working on. Here's what's working for me right now. My avatar was me at that point. I was, <laughs> I, I was literally just trying to help myself and write about my process of helping myself. And that's what I would recommend to you too. You're in the thick of this. You're trying to figure it out. You, your goal is to have a homestead. Think of the journey and how inspirational this is going to be for your audience to watch you actually accomplish those goals. Just like it was so inspiring for my audience to grow with me over the last 10 years since starting my business where I was a stay-at-home mom of two toddlers to having this, this business. And there's so many people that followed that journey along the way and you're including you, you were one of them. You, that's yeah. how you started, you first started reading me was way back then. So that's okay. It's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to not have all the answers. It doesn't, you can be a friend to your readers. You can be a mentor to your readers without having to be some expert who knows it all. And I think that's where a lot of that your disconnect is coming in because you're trying to be that and you've been used to writing from more of a technical expert perspective. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be that when it comes to your audience. You just need to, and, and I think you're probably one of the reasons that your YouTube, you're liking the YouTube more is probably because it gives you a chance to be a little bit more real and a little bit more down to earth and a little bit more yourself. And I'd like to see you translate that into your, into your writing as well. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Cause when I do my videos, I try to be me as possible, much me as possible. And I'm goofy and I'm out there. I'm a little different. I mean, I may be 44, but I feel like I'm mentally still like 25, 30 years old. <laughs> I still play video games. I'm, you know, I'm not your typical mom. I, and I'm a very young empty nester too. I mean, my daughter moved out when we were 40. Wow. So, yeah. So we're living kind of a, it's kind of cool. I mean, we're still young, but yeah, I, I, that's why that's really a really, I didn't even think of that. It's no wonder I did this. <laughs> To, to do my YouTube. And I even put little, at the end of my videos, I do outtakes and everybody loves it. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So I would apply what you're doing there to your YouTube, to what you're doing, to what you do with your blog posts and really get them to feel more real and just worry about being, being Barb, like that's all you need to do is be yourself because that's the thing that you are going to bring to the table that is more powerful than anything else that you have. There's a gazillion homesteading bloggers blogs out there, right? There's a lot of businesses that are teaching this kind of stuff. I mean, it's a great, it's a great market that should give you hope. And I don't say that to be dismissive or to discourage you. I think that is encouraging. Anytime you see other people doing it successfully, is means that there's an opportunity for you to do it successfully. That was what I kept telling myself. If my, that my affirmation, my first year of business was if there's other people making the money at this, then I can too. And I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to work harder than anybody until I figure this out. Cause if somebody else can do it, then I am going to do it too. And that's what I want you to tell yourself every single day. If there's other people, but know this, know that the only thing that sets you apart from everybody else 
is you. That's your superpower. And, and so you need to lean into that as much as possible. And I'm, and so from that standpoint, I'm glad to see that you were getting practice with that, with, with YouTube. And if you want to continue doing YouTube, great, but you need to figure out a way to be producing a hell of a lot more content so that you can start growing your audience. And you need to make sure that that content is resonating because you're bringing yourself into it. Yeah. And I think the problem with that, because with YouTube, it's the same thing. If you are yourself, you're more likely to be popular. People are going to notice you more instead of presenting this. And I, I'm having, I have this huge, I don't know what you call it, dichotomy. There's two parts of me. There's the more proper Christian woman. And then there's this cusses like a sailor, plays video games, you know, that part of my personality. I'm having a hard time you know what I mean? I'm having, I'm scared to lose my more Christian audience because I cuss and I want to just be myself. It's like, I'm a combination. So you're trying to be the Christian that you think people expect you to be instead of the Christian that you are. Yeah, exactly. I get that. I get, (laughs) I get that. Honestly, I do. And I, I think I struggled with that a lot at first too. I don't, in fact, I don't even think I was a Christian yet when I started my my blog that came later. Mm-hmm. And so then, and then I sort of, and you're, and you're a new, new Christian. And so you yeah. kind of then feel like, oh my gosh, now I have to be like this perfect person. But if they only knew how imperfect I really was, then they, they, uh, they would not be inviting me to come sit at church. It, but the reality is that all of that is part of you. And yeah. if you truly, be, if you truly believe that, that you've been saved and that God loves you just the way that you are, then the rest of that doesn't matter. And I think it's taken me and I get it. Like I really honestly do. It has taken me a long time to start to be comfortable with the fact that I, yep, I love Jesus, but I can drop that bombs. And trying to, you know, trying to fit who you are as a person into this, new role. And I know I'm not perfect. And I know Jesus loves me no matter what. And I do feel, you know, I, I'm a good Christian. It's just, it's hard because I feel like I'm fitting, it's trying to fit this square peg in a round hole. And over the last two years, I've started reconciling my person with my Christian side. And I think you should write about that. (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) Honestly, I yeah. think you should write about it. I think all of the stuff that you're struggling with right now, you need to you need to get it out there and you need to write at, about it from a real perspective. And those are going to be some of the posts that resonate the most with people. And because you are not the only one out there who's feeling that way, and I think that is going to that is going to be your gold mine, honestly. And I don't say that callously or lightly like and 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 so don't, please don't get the wrong idea there. But the fact that, you know, sometimes people don't want to go to a home studying blog because it seems too self-righteous and like crazy uh, people wearing long skirts. Like, do you have to be Amish to be a homesteader? <laughs> Can you not, are you, does that mean you're, you only eat canned food? Or I don't really understand it. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's all these misconceptions and then, and you can be, you're going to be the right person and the right fit for your people. Your people are going to go, oh my gosh, this is 
this gal gets it. Like she is totally speaking my language. I, I, I'm right there with it. I'm right there with wanting, wanting some of this like kind of natural organic stuff and wanting to have a simpler life and yet not wanting to be a weird Amish person or whatever it is. And, and that's okay. You need to fit into your little, your, there is a peg out there. If you oh, think yeah. there's a square peg in the round hole, then you need to find the square peg and it's out there for you. And leaning into that, the more you can lean into that, the more, the more traction you're going to be able to gain and the faster you're going to be able to gain it. Yeah. So I start think writing I'm- about it. I think I've just been afraid of being authentic because I'm afraid of offending people. But then in the same, I'm such a weird, because <laughs> it's like sometimes I don't care about offending people. I think it's because it's my business. And that's what scares me is I'm professional when I need to be, but it's like, yeah, I don't want to give up who I am just to project this professional like Emily Lay image that's not me you know but that's normal that's normal because especially when you're starting out especially when you're paying a lot of attention to what other people are doing you think that there's something you're supposed to be doing you think there's a way to do it that's going to help you be the most successful and honestly the most the fastest way to success is to be authentic and to serve your people and to pay attention to what's resonating and to be but to always do it from from a, because it, being inauthentic is exhausting and you start it to is. avoid it and then when people ask you to go have a glass of wine and, and you say yes because that sounds better than trying to figure out this person that you think you're supposed to be and mm-hmm. so start I want you to start okay. being yourself okay <laughs> and you because you've had you've had the the viral post let's quickly talk about this and then we need to wrap up <laughs> I have two but viral posts you have two viral posts and they were both pretty sort of controversial right which Very. is why they went viral because they're controversial so you got a lot of hate mm-hmm. but you also got a lot of love yes <laughs> I actually okay so the first post And I always think, you know, I, because it was written last summer, I'd forgotten what was really in it, what I had written. And when I went back, because I was getting so many hate comments and reread it, I was like, this is not as bad as people are making it sound. Um, The post, the title is hilarious. I don't know how I came up with it. How to be, how to survive as a traditional homemaker in the age of third wave feminism. (laughs) And... That was the first one that went went viral. I actually had, I'm trying to remember, I think it was 500 views in one day um, because it got shared on a Facebook group that was for traditional homemaking and it went from there. Um, But it's basically talking about how important it is as a homemaker to realize that just because we want to be something more traditional, that's a choice. And I will support anybody who is wanting to work full time, but I don't, what I have a hard time with is when people have kids and then work full time and just kind of let the kids go by the wayside. There's a way to do it where you're not sacrificing one for the other. And it it was really important to me. And then I talked about, of course, how the comments I got when people asked me what I did for, you know, a living. And I said, homemaker. And even my own sister said, don't you feel like you're wasting your potential? That was always my favorite one. Don't you feel like you're wasting your potential? 
And so I came up with a post that basically helps other women who are dealing with this. We all, as homemakers, especially people like me who don't have kids at home, whether you're an empty nester or somebody who's just starting out in their marriage, we all get the look. There's this look that you get from people like, you know, like they just smelled something bad. And I kind of went through and gave women a little support and some tips on how to deal with that kind of, you know, animosity in a cute but firm manner. (laughs) And I just kind of went through. And so, yeah, there's some stuff in there that a lot of people don't, they really had a hard time with, like me saying that men and women are not equal. Now, when I say that, I don't mean it in the sense that we don't deserve equality by the law. I have a very scientific mind. So to me, not equal means we are different. And who could deny the fact that we are different? So I kind of reiterated, but most feminists or people coming to that post, the first thing they see is men and women aren't equal. And that's all they see. So we don't need to debate the merits of your of your post right mm-hmm. now. But because I really, I honestly don't, don't Sorry. care. I might agree with some of it or I might not agree with it. But the point is that, that having something that is controversial and having something where you actually draw your line in the sand, like that's probably, those posts are probably those times that you've allowed yourself to be most authentic. And those are the ones that are resonating with people. Yes, they are drawing a lot of negativity and hate, but they're also drawing people who are raising their hand and saying, yes, thank you. Somebody finally said the things that I've been thinking. And that's what you want to do. You have to be willing to be, be yourself and allow that self to shine through because that, and you're not going to be for everyone. And you have to understand that that's okay because you don't want to be for everyone. If you're for everyone, then you're there. Then you're literally for for no one. one. The problem is, is since I wrote that post, is that I've evolved a little bit. I mean, like I said, I went back and read it. It's not nearly as horrible as I thought it was, like anti-feminist or whatever. But the problem is, how do you move on if you're like evolving away from that? Why don't you edit the post? That's everything on the internet is editable. (laughs) I I did edit a little bit of it. I kind of re, you know. You can edit it. Okay. Yeah. Or you can write a, you can write a, update or something like you can do whatever you you can do whatever you want it's your blog it's your website you have the control and everything is editable that's truly truly the case now know that if you do edit something that there's a potential that there it might become less controversial and therefore less viral and have that potential and that's always that's always a possibility but you can if if you feel like you've changed and evolved you can always change and evolve everything is editable that's that's a good idea so like add I think I'll add an update or something because I still feel core the core is the same but both posts because the other one was how to be more feminine and why it's a good thing and that was the one that went super viral a couple weeks ago gotcha but it's not like I don't know you know what I mean I'm not yeah I'm not anti-feminist or well I am kind of not yeah anyways but I just wanted to kind of like grow and not have that stuff you know what I mean not have yeah. it holding me back where I'm over here at one point and somebody will go oh what about this over here and dig yeah. up you know what I mean but uh, but that brings up another point I think that that 
I mean, and you you have experienced hate because of because of a viral post, but there aren't really people out there waiting to say gotcha. And yeah. there might be a few super fans who are like, hey, you know, this happened like this. Do you still feel that way? I mean, you can always you can always address it. There's a, you can write another post about it, or you can explain it in a in a comment. There's always ways to deal with that. Okay. I think. I mean, I mean, I I know that as much as anyone. I've grown and evolved and changed a lot over the last ten years since starting my business, and it's never it's never really been an issue. There's not anyone out there who's waiting to say gotcha. Okay. You, you got to do what you got to do. So and just be authentic. <laughs> be yourself. Be yourself okay. who you are right now, knowing that who you are tomorrow might be a little bit different, and that's okay. Be who you are tomorrow. Be who you are tomorrow. Today, be who you are today. Okay. <laughs> Sound good? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Barb. Well, you got some stuff to work on. <laughs> <laughs> some. Number one, getting your traffic up, mm-hmm. like which means you got to get the content going mm-hmm. like crazy. You've got to be churning out the content. If you're going to, if you are going to do YouTube and blog posts, you need to get at least three blog posts a week. I would like to see you focus on one or the other probably. Although I do like the fact that YouTube is helping you be more authentic, but if you're going to do YouTube, I want to see you get cranking out the videos on YouTube and, Mm -hmm. and working really hard to get that up. So I would probably pick the place where you have the most traction already and focus on that for a little bit. The blog. Which would be the blog. Yeah, honestly. And then once you feel like you've started to get a lot more traction, then maybe shift your focus a little bit and and continue promoting the blog, but maybe you can cut down on posts once you've got your traffic up to where you want it to go. And then you can start focusing on growing your YouTube a little okay. bit more. It's so much easier to write for you than it is for myself. It's like cleaning somebody else's house. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. And then I think you really need to work on getting your on-site conversion rate up because that's, you know, that's the next step is, and, and I would probably even do that simultaneously. So you're producing more content and working to grow your traffic, but there's things that you could do right now today to keep, to start improving that on-site conversion rate. You're definitely, definitely not rocking it out in that arena. So especially for mobile, make sure that you're optimized for mobile to get more people who are, who are opting in. And then once you've got more subscribers, you've got the traffic coming in, then down the road, you can start thinking about launching your first course. Definitely going to be important for the, from a revenue standpoint, Mm -hmm. but you need the traffic first. You need the traffic and you need the subscribers or it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and be yourself. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Why is it so much easier when somebody just kind of points it out to you? You know it's there, <laughs> but it's like, why is it? It always is. It always is. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks, Barb. Thanks for letting me yell at you. <laughs> thanks, Ruth. As it turns out, Barb's biggest problem isn't so much that she's not earning much money just yet as it is that she is completely sabotaging herself. She's let all those doubts about whether she's good enough and whether she even deserves success creep into her thoughts and prevent her from taking the action that she knows she needs to in order to get where she wants to be. 
This is not an uncommon problem for business owners or really for anyone who's going after a big goal or dream. There are a million opportunities for self-sabotage and a million excuses that you can make for yourself. But when it really comes down to it, it's often your own mindset that's getting in your way. This is actually something that we talked about just last week with Jen Sincero. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, episode 75, do. She has some great advice for improving your mindset, especially around money. But just to recap, these were the four biggest action steps that we identified that Barb needs to take right now. First, she needs to start leaning into her quirkiness and her flaws and all the things that make Barb Barb and just work on being more authentic and more herself. She doesn't need to be everything to everyone, nor should she want to be. That's the whole point. She'll have way more success with what she writes and probably start enjoying what she's writing a whole lot more if she gives herself the permission to just be herself, flaws and all. Second, and along these same lines, Barb needs to make some immediate changes to her avatar and who she's writing to. The reality is that Barb is writing to herself as a friend who's still in the midst of the mess and not as an expert who has somehow risen above it all. And that's okay. Barb doesn't need to be an expert to be relatable, and she doesn't need to be an expert in order to help people. Third, Barb needs to get her traffic up, way up. There is no way she'll be able to do all those things she wants to do, like retire her husband, without actually having a customer base. This will mean that she needs to increase her on-site conversion rate and have more people who are coming to her site actually opt in. She needs to start publishing at least three posts a week and preferably more of the controversial posts that have the potential to go viral and then promoting those posts like crazy all over the internet. Finally, and this goes along with the mindset thing, Barb needs to resolve to herself to start working harder than anyone and to stop self-sabotaging herself. She needs to start making building her business her biggest priority, which is going to mean saying no to other things and to other people. Guys, those are hard choices sometimes, but so necessary. And to steal a phrase from Dave Ramsey, she needs to work like no one else so that later she can live like no one else. The only way for her to get all those things she wants is for her to work her butt off. And honestly, that goes for you too. I'm actually so excited to see what happens for Barb in the coming months, especially if she can just stop getting in her own way. And it will be so fun to follow up in a few months and see what's happened. In the meantime, don't forget that if you would like to get all the show notes for this episode, along with all the links to everything that we just talked about, you can get it all at doitscared.com slash episode 76. Once again, all the show notes and links are on our website at dowitscared.com slash episode 76. And then while you're there, be sure also to take our fear assessment if you have not done that yet. You've got to find out how fear is holding you back and what you can do about it. And then if you have a business or if you've been thinking about starting a business, be sure also to go take our free training at dowitscared.com slash EBA. And then before we go, I just want to say, as always, that I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics you'd like to see addressed on the Do It Scared podcast, please feel free to reach out either via email or just by messaging me on Instagram. 
And guys, that does it for this episode of the Do It Scared with Ruth Zuka podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you loved this Get Ruth coaching episode. And if you did love it, I would love it if you would post a review on iTunes. And then while you're there, be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And speaking of upcoming episodes and learning how to get out of your head and out of your own way, be sure to join me next week as we chat with Kara Lowenthal, host of the Un, well, we'll just say Fork Your Brain podcast. She's got some amazing insight on, to share on how to push past limiting beliefs and finally start making things happen in your life. And guys, she's also pretty darn hilarious. It's definitely one you won't want to miss. And I will catch you then. Bye.